Chair staff is ready when you are. Thank you very much. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this design commission meeting. Today is Thursday, September 8th, 2022, and the time is 530. Uh, this meeting is now called to order. Madam Clerk, would you mind calling the roll to establish a quorum? Yes, thank you. Commissioner Boyd? Commissioner Buckley? Here. Commissioner Chase? Sorry, here. Great. Commissioner Coville? Don't see Commissioner Coville. I'll come back. Commissioner Lindsay? Here. Commissioner Macias Reed is absent this evening. Commissioner Pluckybaum? Here. Commissioner Yee? Here. Commissioner Young? We'll go back to Commissioner Boyd. Commissioner Boyd? Yes, sorry, wrong button, here. Great, thank you. Vice Chair Wallace? Here. And Chair Hernandez? Here. You have a quorum. Thank you very much. Just a bit of housekeeping to get started. Um, this meeting is being held virtually via Zoom. For members of the public who wish to join, you can find the Zoom link on the agenda. And once you've joined the meeting and wish to register your support, opposition, or other comments, please use the raise your hand feature um, to speak during the public comment period. Um, if you are online, click the raise raise hand on the bottom of your screen. If you are using a mobile app, you can raise your hand by tapping the raise hand option under the more tab. And if you are calling in via telephone to raise your hand, dial star nine. To unmute and mute yourself, dial star six. Um, just as a reminder, you will be called on by the last four digits of your phone number. And for all uh, folks calling in to make public comments, you will be um, allotted three minutes to speak. And with that, we are ready to start today's agenda. Um, we'll start with um, the land acknowledgement and Pledge of Allegiance. If you would all please rise for the opening acknowledgements in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nisanan people, the Southern Maidu, Valley and Plains Miwok, Hootwinwintu peoples, and the people of Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe. May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. Please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You may be seated. Our first order of business today is approval of the consent calendar. Um, we will open the public comment period on this item. Madam Clerk, are there any members of the public who wish to speak on the consent calendar? Thank you, Chair. We currently have no members of the public with their hands raised. Thank you very much. Are there any commissioners who wish to speak on this item or make a motion to approve? Um, I see Commissioner Lindsay. I'll uh, move the motion. Thank you, Commissioner Lindsay. We have a motion. Um, any comments or a second? Commissioner Buckley? I'll second. We have a, a motion and a second. Um, let's see, Madam Clerk, will you please call the roll? Commissioner Boyd? Aye. Commissioner Buckley? Aye. 
Commissioner Chase? Aye. Commissioner Lindsay? Aye. Commissioner Pluckybaum? Aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Vice Chair Wallace? Aye. Chair Hernandez? Aye. Motion passes. Thank you very much. Um, so we'll now move on to the director's report. This is item number two and Stacia, I'll pass it right back to you. No, thank you. I have one item for the director's report this evening. Uh, just a heads up for the commissioners regarding the upcoming commission agenda on September 22nd. So that's our next meeting. Staff will be bringing forward the 2023 uh, draft planning and zoning work program for discussion. And for those of you who are new to the commission, this is the annual review of the draft list of policy initiatives and programs that the planning division anticipates working on in the new year. It's prioritized and it takes into account staffing levels. Um, so we'd, I'd like to really encourage you to um, read that staff report carefully and be thinking about policy um, priorities that you'd like to bring up for discussion. Um, we'll go over the timing of it during the presentation, but this is a draft conversation um, first off, so it's review and comment. It'll eventually come back to you for a recommendation um, and then go to uh, the law and ledge on legislation committee and then on to city council for action. So that is coming up on the next agenda. And that's all that I have for the director's report this evening. Thank you very much, Stacia. Um, this item, just to remind everyone, is receiving files, so no vote is required. And we will continue on to our public hearing items. Um, next is item number three. This is 2300 J Street, proposed storefront dispensary, P22-014. And commissioners, um, if you have any disclosures or recusals, um, please raise your hand. Um, Vice Chair Wallace. I met with the applicant a couple of times in advance of um, the hearing date being set, and then I also um, toured this facility consistent and the discussion consistent with the staff report. Thank you, Vice Chair. Commissioner Lindsay. Uh, I had emails and a phone meeting with the applicant consistent with the staff report. Thank you, Commissioner Lindsay. Commissioner Yee. Same. Thank you, Commissioner Yee. Commissioner Chase? Uh, I had email. I met with the applicant and I toured the uh, proposed facility, uh, all in uh, conjunction with the staff report. Thank you, Commissioner Chase. Commissioner Pluckybaum? Same. Thank you, Commissioner Pluckybaum. Commissioner Boyd? Yes, I'd received um, emails from the applicant and uh, consistent with the staff report, but I have also been in discussion in a neighborhood association meeting with the applicant who was one of the guests of our neighborhood association uh, within the last time has flown by here, either four months or within the last six months for certain, but I believe it was in the last four months. Thank you, Commissioner Boyd. Um, and I too met with the uh, applicant and toured the site and discussed uh, issues consistent with the staff report. Um, I believe Robert Williams is the staff uh, for this item and uh, he will begin the presentation whenever you're ready. Just a second. <laughs> can you all hear me? We can hear you. Good. Uh, let's get this started. Hi, uh, Commissioner Hernandez and members of the Planning and Design Commission. I'm Robert Williams with the Community Development Department. 
This is application P22014 at 2300 J Street. Tonight, I'm gonna to talk about the project location, the surrounding zoning and land uses. I'm gonna have a description of the project, the standard of review. I'm gonna talk about community outreach and public notification, and finally, the staff recommendation. Uh, this is the site, as you can see from a fur, further distance away, um, didn't quite mark it in the middle there, but it's in the middle of that red circle. And there's J Street and Sutter's Fort and Business 80 there. And, um, okay, there we go. A little further in, um, as you can see, J Street, 21st Street, UP tracks, Sutter's Fort's down there. Um, here is the site up close. So you can see the building that just basically takes up the whole property. And you can also see the little third floor penthouse above it. Um, so there's parking in the ground floor. And here is the J Street frontage um, as it is now, um, pretty much a vacant site. The ground floor there is was the former beauty supply store and uh, upstairs is offices. And here is the uh, 23rd Street site with the gate to get into the parking garage and some of the windows that are there. Here's a zoning map um, with uh, the project location and the surrounding zoning with the um, sensitive uses that were nearby that the start and the residential zone within 300 feet to the north. Um, the applicant is requesting conditional use permit for a storefront cannabis dispensary with a delivery service. They're also requesting site plan and design review for minor, very minor exterior renovations to fill in a first floor window on 23rd Street in order to provide um, a security kiosk. Here is the site plan basically showing the first floor within it. As you can see, it pretty much covers the whole property line showing J Street and uh, 23rd Street. Here is uh, the first floor plan showing the parking garage and some proposed changes. You can see the security kiosk um, up, up above and uh, bathroom changes and some changes to the um, entering from the parking garage. And that parking garage also serves as secured delivery. Here is the second floor plan. Um, as as um, they go on the first floor, and um, let's go back a minute. They go on the first floor to the registration checking counter, and this is where they're uh, screened. And then they'll go upstairs to the second floor with the retail area that has the limited access area. There's room for future expansion, but that's not part of today's project. There's also offices up here for the staff and the third floor penthouse has a couple little office areas too, and, but mostly it's a roof area. Here's the North elevation on J street and the West elevation on 23rd street. Okay, and the storefront dispensaries when the planning and design commission review is required. It's required within, if it's within 600 feet of a storefront dispensary it's required within 600 feet of any park, child care center, in-home child care, youth-oriented facility, 
church or faith congregation, substance abuse center or cinema. Also within 600 feet of a tobacco retailer that has 15,000 square feet or less of gross floor area. And within 300 feet of residential zone and it's prohibited within 600 feet of a K through 12 school. This site is within 600 feet of at least two child care centers, at least one church um, within 600 feet. And um, it's within 600 feet of two tobacco retailers and within six, 300 feet of a residential zone. Here's, um, here's a 600 foot radius map showing with some of these sensitive uses nearby. And here's a 300 foot radius map showing the residential zone to the north. Public notification for code and project, code and policy requirements. Project site was posted. Notices were mailed to all owners and occupants within a 500 foot radius. All registered community groups within a 500 foot radius were notified. Mailing a public hearing was sent on August 26, 2022 to everybody within 500 feet on this map here. And additionally, staff noticed that early notice of this project on May 6, 2022 to all these groups. Staff has received many emails and letters for both for and against the project. This project has been reviewed and conditioned by the police and fire department. The business operations permit from the Office of Cannabis Management provides additional operating conditions. The police department will review a final security plan as part of the business operating permit process with the Office of Cannabis Management. A security system will be installed prior to commencing operations and an on-site security guard is required during operating hours which are limited to 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. per city code and one hour before and after uh, open and closing. Following the staff recommendation, staff recommends approval of this project based upon the findings of fact and conditions of approval within the draft resolution. This use replaces a vacant building with an employment and tax revenue generating use. The conditions ensure a safe and productive operation of the property and will not be a nuisance to the neighboring committee. That concludes my presentation. The applicant is here. Um, I'm not sure if she's gonna make a presentation or not. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. Um, if the applicant is available, can you let us know if you planned to make a presentation or make any remarks? Hi, hi. Um, can you hear me? Can you see me? Yes, we can. Go ahead. Thank you so much. Um, so I just wanted to make a brief oral presentation to kind of introduce myself, introduce my company, talk a little bit about what we've done as far as community outreach, and then to close on uh, a little bit of the vision that we have um, for our dispensary in Midtown. So I want to start off by introducing my team that is on the call as well. Um, so it's myself, I'm the CEO of Crystal Nugs. I have my husband, Chris Lofton, who is the CIO. And I have my other two business partners, Melina Brown, who's the C, 
FO and her husband, Brian, is the COO. So the four of us make up Crystal Nugs. Um, so just, and also on the call, we have Thomas uh, Buford. He is our architect. And we also have our head of security, um, Brian Clay, and he's the CEO of Lead Star Security. So I'll go ahead and kind of jump into it. So again, my name is Maisha Bahati. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Crystal Nugs. So just a little bit about me. I am a lifelong resident here in Sacramento. I grew up in the South area, uh, the community of Meadowview. I graduated from John F. Kennedy High School. Um, I left to attend an HBCU college, Virginia State. Uh, when I returned back home, I worked for the County of Sacramento, the Department of Health and Human Services for 18 years before I retired early four years ago to become a full-time cannabis entrepreneur. Um, in addition, I'm also a noted fashion designer that started my career here in Sacramento, and I am still very much a part of the Sacramento fashion scene. And I'm also a, a member of the Sacramento Black Chamber of Commerce. So, you know, community is very important to me. Um, I am a graduate of the core program. I completed, uh, I'm sorry, the core program was facilitated by the Asian Chamber of Commerce and the Sacramento um, Urban League. And I completed the program through both facilitators. Um, since completing the program, I have been very much involved in the core. Um, I consider that an opportunity. That's why I'm here. And I've taken it very seriously from the time I started. Um, when I started the core program, I was already in business. I was one of the, the few participants that already had a, a, a business uh, cannabis delivery. So I was able to take advantage of a lot of opportunities that were coming for social equity. Um, Grants, loans, security rebates. Um, I secured a business checking account for our business. Um, so I, I found the core program to be very rewarding to me. Um, I have made a close network of, of friends through the core program. I have supported core businesses. I am an industry mentor. I am an industry leader. Um, I give back. I try to be an open book for core participants who need assistance or they just need some sort of direction. Um, it's very difficult when you exit the core program, you know, many people are kind of on their own and they're left kind of navigating this by themselves. And so I like to consider myself someone who has kind of been someone you can kind of bounce questions off of or just, you know, get some direction. So I'm very proud of that. Um, in addition, I have um, given back to the core by guest speaking at different cohorts and just sharing my journey. And, you know, I believe that the core program is an extension of, you know, the core businesses that have come from it and that we support each other. And, you know, that's what it's all about. And I'm here um, to use this opportunity to not only, you know, be a good neighbor and make a difference, but to also support my fellow core businesses so they can be successful and sustain themselves as well. Um, a little bit about Crystal Nugs, that's a business. So we, um, have currently been operating a non-storefront delivery service. We got our license in December of 2018, and we opened our doors uh, March 3rd, I'm sorry, March 8th of 2019. We opened our doors with zero customers. Um, we did not come from the uh, previous industry of cannabis. We were just business people and business entrepreneurs, and we took advantage of the opportunity. Um, we grew our client, uh, our customer base organically. Um, we are well over 9,000 customers. Like I said, we started from, from nothing and we got to this point. And I think that speaks a lot about us as a business and as a good business because we have grown and we have expanded. 
Um, we currently have nine employees, all are from Sacramento. So we definitely believe in employing locally. Um, our employees have been with us since we initially started, you know, hiring them almost three years ago. And again, I think that speaks to us as a business. We retain our customers, we've retained our employees. They're really excited to see growth and to come along to this dispensary with us. Um, we also own and operate a tattoo and piercing shop. It's literally across the street from our dispensary at 2228 J Street. Uh, we have been there for almost 12 years. So, you know, I say that because I think it's important to know that, you know, we're a locally owned business. We don't have a bigger entity or we're not bringing in a, a you know, multi-state operator who's going to come into Midtown and they don't know the culture and they don't know the energy. We are the culture. We are already a part of the culture and the energy there. You know, we, 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 we're friends with our neighbors. You know, we communicate. We've been very open about, you know, our progress with the dispensary. And so, you know, I, I think that is a little warming to know that we are from the community. Like I said, I'm a lifelong resident here. I have walked J Street, you know, hundreds of thousands of times. I had visited the beauty supply that was located at our proposed storefront. So, you know, it's pretty cool that I'm in this position um, to grow from there. Um, again, we're going to be bringing over nine current employees. We're looking to hire between 10 or 12 more. Um, again, we're going to be pouring into the, the local community to hire, and we're really excited about that. Uh, I will be the first Black and women-owned cannabis delivery owner. Um, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'll be the first Black women-owned cannabis storefront owner. And I'm really excited about that. It's a title that I take to heart and I'm proud of it. And I think that, you know, it's time that we have some diversity into the cannabis market here in Sacramento. Um, so um, that's a little bit about Crystal Nugs. Um, we're a well-respected business. Um, we have, you know, we, we understand compliance and regulations and, you know, we, we, we know how to operate a retailer. We understand security and secured storage and, you know, we, we know how to follow the rules. We are, in, our delivery is inspected once a month by the city code enforcement and we've never been violated. So again, we are good business people. We practice good business practices and we are a well-respected business here in Sacramento. Um, just a little bit about our neighborhood outreach. So um, we really hit the ground running as soon as we um, signed the lease to our building. Um, we hosted a open house in November, and we sent out uh, mailers through the postal service um, to, you know, the neighboring visited the businesses and residents. Um, we strategically mailed out the mailers so folks would get them about two to three days before the event because we wanted to ensure that they would, you know, it would be fresh in their mind. They wouldn't forget. You know, we really wanted to let people come and meet us and, and hear our ideas. So. We had about 60, 70 people come through. I thought it was a great success. It was a mix of residents, business owners, and just consumers who were just in the area, um, you know, visiting the shops and so forth. Um, in addition, we also had Councilwoman Katie Venezuela, uh, Councilmember Jay Chenier. We also had uh, the Mayor's Chief of Staff, Nicole Collier, come by. Um, we had Assembly uh, Assemblyman Scott McCarty, and we also had Office of Management Office of Cannabis Management staff in attendance as well. Um, people were excited. They were excited to see this kind of vacant, empty building become something. They were excited to have some new life on the corner. So 
Um, I thought that was very successful. Um, also, because we have a tattoo business and we, we've been operating there for 11 years, you know, we do know our neighbors and they're aware of what we've been doing. And, you know, we're, we're a very transparent company. You know, we're easy to talk to, we're easy to find. So I think that that's also been, you know, nice for the community to know that we are there, you know, to answer their questions. Um, We've also walked the neighborhood. We had some pre-signed kind of support letters and we kind of walked again, introducing ourselves and just, you know, I would always pose the question when I met anybody, you know, do you have any concerns for a dispensary coming to your area? If so, you know, what are they? And let's talk about it. Uh, the consensus of the concerns that I received was more so the exterior of the building. A lot of people felt like the building had been left unattended. It was an eyesore. And, you know, they were un very unhappy about that. And so what I like to do is I ensured um, the residents and business owners that we are going to remake that building. We are going to give it a total facelift. It's going to have a new color, new windows, new doors. It's going to have lighting. It's going to have, you know, the signage is going to be used. Like it's going to look wood. It's going to look great. It's going to be very appealing to the eye, to the neighbors. And it's going to be very welcoming to the consumers that visit that area. Um, so in addition, we also had an open house that the Midtown Association had held in our honor. It was strictly for business owners and property owners, and there were about 10 attendees that came. Um, I did a presentation. Uh, Davina Smith, the Office of Cannabis Manager, also came and did a presentation about the core program and, you know, kind of how we came about. Um, I thought it was a good meeting. Um, again, I think the consensus of the concern was the exterior of the building and just again a lot of people were very unhappy with the way the building has been left it's not an attractive color there's graffiti there's broken windows you know recently there's been some unhoused folks kind of sleeping in front of it so you know and we understood that and we assured them you know when we come in we are going to you know make this over and not only are we going to change the exterior we're also going to maintain it so you know, the four owners of Crystal Dogs, that's our responsibility and we're gonna take care of that. So we try to ensure, you know, folks are that and they're really excited about that. Um, so in addition to meeting with the Midtown Association, I also presented to the board of the Midtown Neighborhood Association. I spoke with the executive director of the Downtown Partnership, Michael Alt. I had a sit down meeting with Pastor Rod of the United Methodist Church of Sacramento. Um, I spoke to the CEO of the Native American Health Center, uh, Britta Guerrero, and I've also had some email correspondence with the LGBTQ Center. So I really try to um, communicate with, you know, anyone who I thought, you know, had a voice and, and, you know, I wanted to introduce myself. I wanted to know if they had any concerns and I wanted to leave, you know, kind of an open line of communication that if they did get anyone who came to them that they could contact me. Um, I've reached out to many of these organizations to kind of give them an idea of our, pro or not an idea, but just to give them a, a heads up of, of our process and to, again, have you had any phone calls? Again, if you have any issues, contact me. So, you know, I, I really did my best and I will continue to, you know, be an open book and, and to be, you know, have people bounce off concerns or questions and to answer those questions. Um, so to kind of in closing, you know, our goal 
is to continue to be good neighbors in that area. Um, again, we understand the regulations, we understand the compliance, so we follow those. Um, we understand the concerns, we, under, we understand that people want to see some life and they want to see an attractive and they want, you know, neighbors that have good business practices and we are that. Um, we are going to bring so much to this community. Um, we're going to bring safety, we're going to have you know, a security officer, that's going to be more eyes. That's going to be, you know, a little bit more safety. We're going to bring more light. You know, light attracts more consumers. Um, we have some initiatives to um, work with other businesses. For example, you know, we want to, I don't know, maybe our, well, our customers will get a discount if they shop at the neighboring businesses, you know, between a certain amount of hours or so forth. But we want to, you know, be a synergy in the community. We want to, you know, co- um, co-market each other's businesses and really work together because why not? The same customer that shops at Crystal Nugs is also going to have a coffee at Drip Espresso or they're going to go to the Midtown Bakery or they're going to go to, you know, Pink Flamingo or the many bars and restaurants in the area. It's the same customer. So we're just bringing more life and we're bringing a really pleasant looking building and, you know, just some good business practices and people seem to be really excited for that. So, um, you know, just in closing, I'm really excited for this opportunity. Um, again, you know, we are good neighbors. We're good people. We're good business people. You know, we conduct ourselves, you know, to the highest standard and our business is going to reflect that. Um, you're not going to have to worry about loitering or you're not going to have to worry about, you know, people hanging out. It's going to be nothing like that. We don't conduct ourselves like that now. And so we're not going to bring that to a storefront dispensary. We worked way too hard to get here. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about my business, myself and our goals. And, um, I will, you know, I'm done with my presentation. I will give it back over to you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Maisha. Really appreciate that. Um, please stick around. We're going to open it up to the commission for questions, um, to, uh, you and staff. Um, so I'm looking for hands from commissioners. If you have any questions for staff or the applicants. We have Commissioner Buckley. Thank you, Chair. Um, my question was around the sensitive uses um, that are nearby. And I was wondering if staff uh, could speak a little bit to that. I saw there are two child care centers. One of my kids actually went to um, Care and Connection for a little while. Um, so, um, you know, how should we be evaluating that? Um, you know, I see the recommendation for approval here, um, but um, just wanted to see uh, sort of how staff got there um, considering the proximity. And also, before you answer, uh, I'd like to thank the uh, presenter for our presentation. I really appreciate it and appreciate our commitment to the community. Robert, you're on mute. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, there, there are two child care centers. One's more of an art school center for school age kids, um, but you know they have a child care license. The other one is connected to the church, which is on 2100 L Street. That church is beyond 600 feet, but their playground um, where they have the kids is within the 600 feet on the property, on a different property. And um, they that church has given us a letter of support. Um, I, I don't really know how to evaluate how it affects kids. It's not 
next to the, them, you know, it's a different flock. So it would be tough for me to evaluate that one. Okay. Um, thank you. It, I'm sorry, is carrying connection within the 600 feet? Uh, I don't know that, I don't remember the name. Well, you mentioned you mentioned it was like just a park site. I think there's a full-on daycare center within 600 feet. Is that incorrect? Yeah, there's a daycare center at the church at 2100 L Street. Okay. There's there's another like Art Beast place. Yeah. That's um, within um, 600 feet on Case Street. Okay. Thank you. There may be another that sometimes don't pick up in the searching for them. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. That's all my questions. Thank you, Commissioner Buckley. Commissioner Boyd. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I was trying to pull up today's um, stats that were broken down. Uh, earlier, um, uh, Mr. Williams, you had, you had said there was a lot of, uh, you had, the city has received a lot of comments from the local community, or I'll just say uh, received a lot of comments both opposing and um, supporting this this uh, endeavor. Uh, I'm counting 27 letters of support, and I know a supplemental was sent out to us that had two letters of opposition. Do you have any more letters of opposition besides those two that you could um, inform us? There, of, there's, uh, of? There, there's several attached to the end of the staff report. Um, and and then I have the two that I just put up as supplemental. Well, I see the two, but I can't. I don't see any more than two. If well, there there, if at there the, is, that, they're at the back of the staff report. At the end of the staff report, they're included with the report. Then I'm missing it. Uh, just if if you have it in front of you, attachment number seven. Yeah. Total number that. of seven. Yeah. I believe it's attachment seven. Commissioner Boyd, do you have further questions about the attachments? No, just the, uh, um, in the presentation that it was just stated that there were a lot of, uh, I'm sorry, Joe's, I was still trying to find it here, that there was a lot of, um, uh, comments both in support and opposition and in my staff report i'm not seeing any attachments uh, at all but with that said so there were seven in opposition and uh, yeah. which is okay seven and 27 in support but that that was my only oh actually no and here's my other question but thank you uh, robert for those for uh, showing us those for showing me that those um as you in your presentation you said the security loading and unloading is part of the second floor parking no now, first floor i missed first that floor. totally okay and that's that's a gated and walled off area um, it's, it's for the loading gated, and unloading yes, yes the, it, the parking garage will not be accessed except by employees and loading it's not for customer use so okay that's, that's clear except, except on operational hours yeah, I mean they'll take deliveries and um, open the gate, and but and employees will have access to park, um, but not 
customers. It will be closed most of the time until it's open for their, their access. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's all I have, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Boyd. Commissioner Lindsay. Thank you, Chair Hernandez, and uh, thank you, Maisha, for your presentation. Just a, a couple of quick questions. Um, I, I couldn't find in the staff report, what will your hours of operations be, your days and hours of operations? Uh, um, sure, so our operations, uh, nine to nine, and we're open seven days a week, um, excluding some holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, but nine to nine, um, seven days a week. Okay, and then, um, so as a dispensary, you'll have delivery vehicles. Uh, how many vehicles will you have on site? Uh, so we're currently gonna bring over two delivery vehicles. Um, those will be parked um, in the enclosed area, the parking garage of our building. And then all, any transfer of product will be in that enclosed uh, parking garage, is that correct? correct. Um, any product, uh, we will know it's coming um, because it's scheduled and we will you do all kind of business inside the uh, enclosed area. So nothing will be done on the outside. And then anything you load into the, your uh, delivery trucks, that's all enclosed also. Absolutely. Uh, and, and then as uh, part of that um, first floor parking, is that parking for employees? Correct. So we're going to have um, spaces allocated for employees. We're also going to have a uh, employee bike rack to, you know, kind of encourage that as well. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, entry into your into this secure uh, parking on the first floor is that by a key code or fob or yes we will be having fobs um, I'm not sure of a key code but we will be having a you know an electronic um, device to give to employees to open and close so only those who are authorized would would have access to your parking garage absolutely Okay, um, that's all the questions I have right now. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Lindsay. Commissioner Yee. Thank you. I have two technical questions for Robert and then a question for the applicant. So let me start with the two technical questions. And following up on the conversation about uh, parking, uh, I note that in condition BC8, the way I interpret that condition the parking, uh, secure parking on the first floor is for tenant cannabis delivery vehicle use. Uh, we have said, we have heard the applicant state and it's uh, duly noted on the drawings that there is staff parking also. So I think unless there is an objection on staff's part, I think condition B8, uh, BC8 could be modified to allow for tenant parking, uh, whether it is staff or delivery vehicles. I think that's a point of clarification that maybe in minutia, but uh, uh, just for clarification. Uh, Robert, do you agree with that or? Um, well, well, that condition was referring more to storage of vehicles um, not, not to, you know, employee parking, St storing, can't store vehicles there that are unrelated to overnight storage, things like okay. that. So parking of, of delivery vehicles as well as staff parking is allowed 
Yeah. But the yes. storage of those vehicles is, is not. Yeah. That's, that's okay. That's what it's meant to do. Yes. Okay. Uh, I note also in condition BC 20, and this is more curious on my part, you had mentioned that there is space on the second floor for expansion um, and that uh, future modifications uh, will be required to be approved by staff in some fashion. So is that if the retail area expands on the second floor, is that what is covered by this provision, BC 20? Yeah, and that, that could be more of an advisory note, but it basically means that if there are enlarging their retail area, that's subject to modification approval. Um, sometimes if it's just a little bit, it's just a minor modification. Okay, uh, then to both the applicant and to uh, perhaps you, Robert, uh, we had there's a number of comments about secured uh, delivery uh, transfer of product in that first floor uh, parking garage. Uh, I note on the drawings that the overhead door is noted as existing and it is wrought iron and having, go having gone by there a couple of times you can see into that parking area. To me, that is not as secure, I think as intended. And if that is, if, if, if we're in agreement that that is not really secure, I like to ask the applicant uh, to consider, uh, would the applicant be agreeable to changing that existing wrought iron uh, overhead door to a to an opaque overhead door, so that you cannot see into that space. Yes, um, we were going to kind of cover and change the open space. We were going to do that anyways because we don't like we don't want people to be able to look through um, okay. when we're doing our secure. So that is going to definitely be closed, and you will not be able to see from the inside um, from the outside of the street. So, okay, yes, we, and. Yes. and and again, because part of our approval are the drawings that are uh, part of the staff report, uh, at the time, the maker and seconder of the motion, uh, whoever that, whenever that happens, I would like to have that included as a condition of approval to replace that existing overhead door uh, to an opaque structure. So, uh, that is all I have, I yield. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Yee. Uh, Robert, did you want to respond to that? Yes, um, the, the police department have reviewed the uh, security and they found it adequate for security purposes. Um, and they'll be reviewing that later on. Um, I, I'm not clear, you know, the door is kind of bought iron or something type to allow for help movement of air in a parking garage. What kind of door were you proposing? Well, I think that brings an interesting point. And I'm not gonna say I remember the building code that well. There are parking structures that require a certain amount of open space uh, for fumes and such. If that mm -hmm. is the case, then I think what is there 
is part of the code requirement relative to parking. If there is not a code requirement uh, for air circulation in that parking area, if there is not, I would see a solid sectional door, roll up door, so you cannot see into that space. All due respect to the police department, I do not believe that in that location, with the transfer of material uh, from a wholesaler to retail, and with the transfer of material into delivery vehicles, that that is not an overreach as far as security. So, uh, absent a code requirement for air movement in that space, I would like to see an opaque sectional door. Okay. Thank you, Commissioner Yee. Any further questions? Commissioner Chase? Uh, thank you, Chair. Yeah, just to kind of uh, follow up on Commissioner Yee's comments, I think uh, having been a little bit familiar with building codes as a chief building official, um, parking structures themselves to, to be naturally ventilated, as uh, Commissioner Yee is, is asking about, actually you would need 50% of a wall to be open. And of course, we do not have that in this uh, closed structure. Otherwise, it would require mechanical ventilation. And I guess the question to uh, to the applicant is, you know, is there mechanical ventilation in that garage, you know, to vent out the uh, fumes uh, from the cars driving, driving and coming and going? Um, you know what? In all honesty, I I'm not. A, I, I don't know. I can't answer that question. I um, um, but like I said, I mean, we we were going to close. Um, or, you know, close out the area so you could not see through. That was something that we were going to do regardless because, you know, I'm very big on security and I don't want, you know, anyone outside being able to look at any transactions we have going on. It's just, a, I feel comfortable. I want my employees to feel safe. And so, you know, we were going to close that out anyways. I guess just to kind of follow up on a condition to the uh, maker of any motion and the seconder, I, I would like to to add into the conditions that the uh, parking structure ventilation uh, be addressed to meet code, and it's it's really for the employees there. Um, you know, we don't want anybody you know work, working inside a parking structure with vehicles running uh, potential uh, you know carbon dioxide issues. So it's for you know everyone's sake there. But I would like to add the condition that the uh, ventilation in the garage um, be be approved, let's say that approved by the building department and the health department. That's chair, that's all I have, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Chase. Um, uh, Commissioner Pluckybaum? A uh, quick question, <clears throat> excuse me, for either Robert or the city attorney, I'm not sure. Uh, reviewing the findings um, after Commissioner Buckley asked this question, do we need to make a finding uh, about proximity from sensitive uses? Um, no, the, the findings, are all from the code. It doesn't, it's just elevates, the sensitive uses elevate it to planning commission, planning and design commission. There's no special findings there. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Pokebaum. Commissioner Boyd. Thank you, Chair. Uh, so a question in writing uh, the uh, parking issue. I believe, um, uh, the applicant has had stated that her um, architect is online with us. 
Is that correct? Uh, yes, he should. Uh, he should be on, Thomas. If Thomas, or I'm sorry, Chair, go ahead. That's okay. Is is Thomas um, maybe the the clerk or she can help identify if Thomas? Yeah, is I've him. offered to promote him, so if he'll just accept the. I I just accepted it. Great. Thank you, Thomas. Hi, Tom. Hello. Hello, Thomas. I have a, a question for you. Um, you have been following along with the conversation, correct? Yes, that's correct. Uh, maybe you can help to address our concerns in regards to parking, what um, you have lined up now, and of course, it can always be changed later, um, in regards to mitigating the viewing of uh, what is what would be transpiring in the garage and uh, the greater concern, or e as equally, the ventilation for uh, the safety of uh, those who park there. Sure. Absolutely. The building itself has a uh, mechanical ventilation system. There are large louvers in the back of the building that uh, will duct uh, air through duct work in the ceiling space. And then there's a louver in front uh, on top of the door, very small louver that's covered up right now. But there, you know, there is a, um, a system in place. We looked at that and, and we're considering you know the ramifications of putting any louvers out there because that's just an instant uh, target for anybody to take you know come in and try to steal so one of the options that we were discussing and I think goes along with the opaque door is to, to have a door that has a security structure in place but still be opaque so you can't see it but still allow ventilation for part of that door when it's closed so, you know, that's something that we'll be working on in the um, construction documents phase. Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, that's all I have, Chair, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Boyd. Seeing no further, no additional hands raised from commissioners for questions, we'll move on to the public comment period. Um, before um, I pass it to the clerk, um, for members of the public to who wish to speak, um, now would be the time to raise your hand. I also want to notice that um, uh, using the e-comment feature online that we did receive one additional uh, comment in support uh, after 5.30 p.m. today. So I want to put that for the record um, and show that there was one additional comment um, uh, submitted online. Uh, so with that, um, uh, Madam Clerk, if there are members of the public who wish to speak on this item, will you please queue them up? Yes, thank you, Chair. We do currently have seven members of the public with their hands raised. Our first speaker is Zion. Uh, hi, my name is Zion uh, Tadessa, the owner of and the founder of uh, Shashaman Institute. Uh, thank you for giving me this uh, opportunity. Uh, I am 100% a, support, a supporter of Maisha. She's an example. She's an, an inspiration for all of us for what she does, uh, how she does it with the community, starting from scratch, from uh, zero, where she's at right now. So everything she does to the maximum and to excellence. So I really support her. Uh, for, for her to be able to actually open a door for all of us that, uh, you know, have not been open for a long time. 
So uh, I am congratulating her and, uh, and I would like you to approve her so she can be an example for all of us and beyond that. So thank you for having me. Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Mika. Miko, please unmute. It's your turn to speak. Oh, sorry about that. Can you guys hear me now? We can. Can you hear me? Okay, yes. Hi, thank you for allowing me this opportunity to give support to Crystal Nugs. My name is Miko Banks, and I am the owner and CEO of Gorilla Motorcycle Towing, which is Sacramento's largest motorcycle towing company, and also the owner of Reston Farms. Crystal Nugs is deserving of the CUP to be passed. They have paved the way for other individuals to fulfill their goals and their dreams to become cannabis business owners. Crystal Nugs partner, Maisha Bahati, is readily available to any core applicant that has questions and concerns about the cannabis business. She makes herself available for the community activities, and she is always engaged in, in, in the council meetings and the core meetings. They deserve the CUP, they deserve the CUP because it has, been, it has not been an easy process for them to obtain a cannabis business license, let alone a CUP. For there is no doubt in my mind that this will bring joy, a positive vibe to the community, and that they will, and that they have a strong foundation for community development. I am so excited to go with them on this journey uh, with Crystal Nugs, and I'm 110. percent um, They have 110 percent of my support. Thank you, and you guys have a blessed evening. Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Andre Henley. Hello. Hello, we can hear you. Hello. Uh, yes, I'd like to speak on behalf of uh, Crystal Nugs. Um, I believe that Crystal Nugs will definitely be a good asset to the community. Um, they're great business people. Um, they've already proven that they can be good for the community. They have proven that they can be compliant. They have proven that they are good business people. Um, I think that their business will be great for that location. It will add to the ambiance of downtown and that area. Um, so I just want to show my support. And I really look forward to seeing them being there and being an asset to the community. And uh, please, please approve them. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Gary Orr. Hello, uh, my name is Gary Orr and uh, I am a business owner uh, at 2319 K Street, just around the block. And I've owned uh, our building for about 20 years. So I'm very familiar with the uh, development of Midtown and particularly this portion of Midtown on K and J Street. And I had submitted a letter uh, with a lot of concerns about the dispensary and primarily it, it centers around the concern of the dispensary in terms of property values for residents in the area and also my ability to rent the space that I have to restaurateurs and other businesses that have expressed a lot of concern about having another dispensary in Midtown. One of my concerns is 
the, the use of the product, how many people are going to exit the dispensary and go into the neighborhood and start using it at other local businesses or at least in front of the businesses on the public street. My other concern is in the modification of the building, if they're proposing to ever put a roof deck on top and have a smoking area available where the neighborhood's going to smell the fumes from the use of the product. And the next concern that I have too is in terms of the uh, security of the, of the building, are there going to be guards standing on the public sidewalk out in front of the building, even even at short periods of time. So I have a lot of concerns. I think it's the wrong kind of a use for this part of Midtown. And I don't really understand why the city of Sacramento needs to congest so many dispensaries within so many blocks of each other in Midtown. I'm sure that the applicant is a, is a very accomplished businesswoman. And I'm sure that all the people that support her believe in her. And I don't have any thing against the business itself. I just think it's in the wrong location. And I really believe that it's going to make the neighborhood go to a different direction than we already are going. And I'm very concerned about that. Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Jameson Parker. Hi, good evening, Chair and Commissioners. This is Jameson Parker calling on behalf of the Midtown Association. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to speak tonight. Uh, if, for those that you don't know, Midtown Association is a property-based improvement district that represents over 1,200 properties in the central city. Our mission is really to make Midtown the center for culture, creativity, and vibrancy in Sacramento's urban core. Uh, tonight, I'm calling in to voice our, our support for the conditional use permit of this cannabis dispensary at 2300 J Street. You know, early in the process of this project, Midtown hosted a meeting for the applicant at our office for surrounding property and business owners. Uh, through that process, we heard a few consistent themes that were aligned with our mission that I wanted to just restate this evening. Uh, first, the project uh, will bring some vibrancy to a burgeoning commercial corridor in J Street. Uh, the three-story building uh, has been vacant uh, since 2018 and has been a regular target for broken windows and graffiti, as was uh, really demonstrated in some of the photos that um, were, were uh, shown in the staff report. Uh, we believe that this project can bring some consistent level of activity to that intersection and reduce the negative impacts that we've seen over the last six years with that property. Uh, next, like the other dispensaries that have been approved in Midtown, uh, you know, there is a needed robust security plan and it must be developed in a way that uh, is accountable to the, the surrounding neighborhood. Having on-site security and the patrol of the exterior building and even around uh, the adjacent block will be a benefit to the, the, the surrounding neighborhood. And lastly, um, the applicant team has been responsive and reactive to feedback that they've received from adjacent owners in our organization. You know, having a business owner that wants to see the neighborhood grow and be part of the community goes a long way to being successful. And I just uh, want to say we appreciate and value that. Uh, this project will bring a much needed economic activity and encourage foot traffic to the neighborhood and businesses, revive a dilapidated space and provide an added level of security for both the businesses and residents in the area. Uh, one request that we had that Maisha spoke to in her, uh, in her um, report was uh, making sure that there's um, a commitment from the business to improve the existing facade of that building, uh, which is currently in a poor state. Uh, and with that, uh, the Midtown Association requests that 
you approve that the, the CUP with with the considerations and the request mentioned previously. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Alex Davis. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, my name is Alex Davis. I have a ice cream store in uh, the Arden area of Sacramento. I'm in full support of Crystal Nugs. Uh, I've known them for over 12 years. <clears throat> Professional business people. They've always had retail stores. They've never had an issue with all the times I've known them in years doing business here in Sacramento. Um, the downtown, midtown area, yes, there is a lot of stores, but this one will definitely be the example, I feel, for all of the dispensaries and as far as the cannabis industry as a whole, because it has a very bad stigma in it. But more importantly, the fact that, you know, it's a minority-owned dispensary um, is even the bigger, you know, accomplishment for Crystal Nugs at this point. So I'm 100% in favor of it. Thanks. Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Malachi Saku Amen. Greetings. Uh, can you hear me? We can. Yes, this is Malachi Amen. I am director of the Institute for More, which is the Institute for Marijuana Opportunity, Reinvestment, and Equity. Uh, our whole mission is around making sure that the cannabis industry is just, fair, and equitable for those who have been harmed by Sacramento's racialized enforcement of cannabis policy. The city has admitted uh, uh, that it was engaged in a racialized enforcement. And we do uh, have uh, a large role, have had a large role in uh, being the lead organizer, negotiator, and policy designer of the core uh, program. And uh, I myself am uh, 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 one of the drug war survivors uh, of this nation. I'm also a dispensary uh, applicant, storefront dispensary applicant. And I say all of that to say that Maisha Bahati and Crystal Nugs uh, represents the uh, highest, one of the highest and best opportunities uh, for participating in the marketplace in Sacramento. Uh, Maisha and Crystal Nugs uh, team has uh, been incredibly um, uh, astute and far-reaching in terms of uh, their due diligence with public outreach from uh, businesses to residents to uh, neighborhood associations and community groups. Uh, she has really um, been um, extraordinary in terms of her impact in, in the community. Uh, I know that with respect to the location, um, her due diligence is based on every expectation that uh, 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 anyone else would have, but it's also based on the standard, the very high standards that she has for herself. And um, I think that with respect to the uh, application for Crystal Nugs, it is one of those that deserves every bit of approval. 
uh, and deserves to shine in the Sacramento cannabis market. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Kevin Hooks. Hello, good evening. Can you hear me? We can. Good evening, Commission. Um, I'm happy that the staff report recommends approval. Um, have you have heard, Ms. Bahati has, yeah, really done, has really done her due oh, diligence reaching out to everyone in the community uh, and the neighbors around this location. Um, I read all the letters of support and I believe that her willing to communicate as she has already done for over 12 years with the tattoo business, you know, leaves the community in good hands. The immediate community is good hands as well. Um, everything that Ms. Bahati has stated in her comments about all she does is true. Um, I don't have to repeat everything that she said. She, she mentioned an awful lot of great things. And again, they are true. So I have nothing but faith that she exemplifies not only what a good businesswoman is, but also what a good community member is. Um, the dispensary is important to also, as you've heard, a lot of core members, um, as we lack shelf space in dispensaries and representation as owners of dispensaries. Um, she's one of ours, and we all in the core community support and urge you to support this project as it will have a domino effect for, you know, the whole community and the whole industry in, in whole. Um, in regards to the Iron Door, um, I would have to say, you know, uh, distribution companies and, and, and the normal operations, you're not even having product that's shown in its true form. It's always in boxes and, and whatnot. So I think that's you know, an alternative to not necessarily having a covered, a completely covered gate. Um, same thing when customers leave, it's, it's covered. It has to be in a bag. Um, they have shown, again, through their tattoo shop, as well as non-storefront non delivery, that they follow all protocols, that they are rule followers, that they are always in compliance. Um, you know, it's really just every aspect of what the city would want their Sacramento citizens and business people to be. Um, also, I just wanted to respond to the caller from K Street. Um, definitely take some time to read the EPS study that the city of Sacramento paid for. They spent a lot of money on that study and it breaks down how dispensaries do not impact the immediate um, businesses and, and, and residents. But I would say that uh, Ms. Bahati and her team have been more than willing to keep the lines of communication open with any and everybody while they're getting ready to open and after they open. So, you know, use that line of communication to, you know, and be happy that you have uh, business owners who are willing to satisfy all the concerns of everybody involved. Um, thank you. That's it. Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Nalway. Nawe, please unmute. It's your turn to speak. Hello. Can you hear me? We can. Oh, good evening, Commissioner and everyone else on the call. My name is Nawe Totome, President and CEO of Equilibrium Cannabis Company. I'm in full support as well as my company and organization of Crystal Nugs and my Isha Bahati of her um, cannabis storefront and, and currently her delivery Business, um, the cannabis industry and us core and equity members, we need this right now. And as the um, current cannabis industry is 
is and where we are. We need this as a support for our community and our struggles. And we currently struggle and we currently continue to fight in the industry. She has been one of the um, current leaders in the industry and support all, everyone in equity. With this business being able to go front, she shows us that what we can do and there's still a path for all of us that has been all of us that has been um, put forth to be able to get our businesses up. And I support what Kevin said. Um, the EPS study was put out both the equity and as well as the general one to be able to address some of the concerns that the community and that some of the population of Sacramento may have. So it has no effect on any of the growth of where Sacramento stands. So you might want to take a look at that and see of the property value of, of how we can assess and help in Sacramento. So like I said, I support her cannabis industry and so does our organization. And we're really looking forward for her to put a mark so others can follow. And she's a trailblazer in this industry. So we're really excited and we can't wait to be able to open and support her industry I mean, and support her business. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Our next speaker is Jasmine Bronson. Hello. We can hear you. Okay, perfect. Hello, my name is Jasmine. Um, I am one of three owners of Drip Espresso, which is located on 24th and J Street. We are new business owners. We have been occupying this space since January of this year, and we are 100% um, in support of Crystal Nugs. Uh, Myesha and her family um, have been such a support to us um, ever since we uh, have been in business in the building. They have brought so much new business to us as well as support on social media and just being um, of so much gui guidance to us in person as well. Um, I personally have been following Maisha's journey to opening Crystal Nugs even before I, um, I opened up the coffee shop with my sisters. And it was has been such an inspiration to me and I felt extremely blessed and encouraged um, when we had the opportunity to have our storefront on J Street. Um, just we are also, my sisters and I, we are black and we are a black owned business and just being able to um, be in an area with another black owned business brought me so much comfort. And we cannot wait to um, continue growing our relationship and to see what Crystal Nuds brings to the area. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Our final speaker is Mike Snow. Can you hear me? <clears throat> we can. All right. Uh, Greetings, everyone. Uh, greetings to all my fellow core members that called in. Thank you. Uh, my name is Mike Snell. I'm also a, store, a core member, core graduate, um, and a, a storefront dispensary applicant as well. Um, I'm calling in full support um, of Crystal Nugs, Maisha, and, and her and her husband Chris Lofton, the whole Crystal Nugs team. Um, all classy business people, outstanding community, stand-up people. Um, this is what more businesses need to represent, being more open, being more, being inviting, um, you know, as, as opposed to people that are on the opposition who probably have not taken up the opportunity to go introduce themselves upon those invitations and, and get to know these people rather, you know, sending, sending opposition without fully understanding the situation. The city has only allowed so many areas for us to take on this opportunity. Mind you, we're on a three-year time clock. And we're already a year and a half deep with this, with this, and or we lose this opportunity as whole. Um, unfortunately, we're, it's not like what we have tremendously scattered everywhere: a bar, another brewery. We have tons of those, and we see the incidents that that 
that follows suit behind those. This is cannabis. This has already been identified as medicine. Unfortunately, yes, federal law has not caught up. That's not our, that's the battle that we're still, we're still, we're still trying to get ahead of, but it is what it is. This is not like alcohol. You're not going to have people having a bar fight outside of a dispensary. And yes, all products that go from manufacturing to distribution before it, it touches retail, it is already in closed in boxes, including the vehicles that carry this, their box vans or box trucks with no windows. So to add additional recommendations on covering, that's it's unnecessary. Um, again, this is this isn't a cartel run business. These are stand up people. And mind you, these are also families. Okay, this is a parent. So people, please keep that in mind as you're making these recommendations. This isn't a, a, a multi-million dollar back company. This is a grassroots movement. Please take all that in consideration when making your recommendations. Actually go visit the site and get an understanding of how the industry works as a whole before making opposing comments. Um, again, my name is Mike Snell. I'm 100% supporter of Maisha's and, and uh, her, her husband, Chris Lofton, and the whole Crystal Nuts team. Good job on your guys' uh, progress so far, and we hope to see you guys open. Thank you for your comments. Chair, we have no additional speakers. Thank you, and thank you very much to all the speakers for uh, engaging and participating today. Um, so the public comment period is now closed. We'll move on to commissioner comments and motions. Um, so I'm looking for uh, commissioners to raise your hand if you, have, uh, if you would like to speak on this item. Commissioner Lindsay. Um, thank you, Chair Hernandez. I'd, I'd like to make a comment. Um, on August 25th, 2022, which was just our previous meeting, um, the commission did hold a workshop on cannabis land use policy. And at that time, um, we looked at the regulatory program and the uh, impacts to, to Sacramento. And uh, as was noted by several of the uh, commenters, um, the study was conducted by Economics and Planning Systems, EPS. And uh, I just wanted to uh, reiterate some of the, some of the key findings uh, from that study that were uh, made public uh, on the 25th. Um, uh, cannab cannabis businesses have not had a negative impact on other nearby retail or industrial uses. Cannabis businesses have not had a negative impact on nearby home values. Cannabis businesses have not created increase in crime beyond the levels generated by other businesses. The industry does not appear to produce negative economic effects on commercial and residential districts. And um, to those who, um, uh, to those businesses and other commenters who had concerns, um, in order to get their business operating permit, um, and they will have to get, they will have to provide a community relations plan. And so through that plan, they would be able to address any uh, concerns, adverse effects uh, that any residents or, and or businesses uh, feel that are, are occurring. And so they would be able, they would be keeping that dialogue open between their business and um, 
and the community. So I just wanted to bring to everybody's attention that that report has been is public. And I, I do hope that um, all will go and look at it. So thank you. That's all I have. Thank you, Commissioner Lindsay. Commissioner Pluckybaum. I'm sensitive also. Oh, helps if I don't double mute. I'm sensitive also to the uh, concerns that neighbors have about traffic and impacts around parking. Um, I, I understand also that if this wasn't a marijuana use, it could have easily been a restaurant use or a gym or some other use that would have high impacts on traffic or parking. Um, given uh, you know the, the work that the applicant has done, uh, you know to to reach out to the community and and engender so much support, I'll move staff's recommendation. Thank you, Commissioner Pluckybaum. We have a motion. Um, next, we have Commissioner Chase. Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, a few comments before I second uh, the uh, the motion. Um, I lived uh, in, in Midtown around the corner. From, uh, first of all, I want to comment on the EPS report that we heard. I thought that was excellent. And it, it answered a lot of questions that people have been kicking around for a long time. Oh, it's going to affect this and that. And, and I think they really addressed it factually, which was really great. Um, Anecdotally, I would like to add to that. Um, we lived in a building, uh, converted a building to live in, right around the corner from um, uh, All About Wellness, which was a uh, dispensary at 21st and 19th and S Street in Midtown. Uh, it opened about the same time we renovated our building, 2010. Uh, you know, I can't say it provided positive uh, impacts on the, it absolutely had absolutely zero negative impacts on the neighborhood. Uh, and I think it truly showed uh, that it was, you know, no, not impactful. Uh, when we finally sold our property for $20,000 over asking price. So I think if that thing had had a negative effect, we would have felt it at that time. So with that, I do second the uh, uh, the motion. Thank you, Commissioner. Uh, I, I, could I add modify my second? Sorry. Um, I second the motion with, and I'd like to have uh, Commissioner Yi, you know, uh, describe his, or perhaps state his uh, condition better, with the condition of uh, providing the opaqueness that uh, Commissioner Yi is looking for. Uh, on that gate, because, and I agree, that is fairly open. So. Commissioner Chase, thank you for the second with the friendly amendment. I will ask the maker of the motion, Commissioner Pluckybaum, if he would be amenable to that. Yes. So we have a motion by Commissioner Pluckybaum, a second by Commissioner Chase um, with the amendment, uh, and we have next Commissioner Yee. Thank you. So let, let me address uh, the comment I made earlier uh, in response to um, Commissioner Chase's uh, uh, amendment to the, the motion. Uh, I would like to see that overhead door. Uh, acknowledging comments have been made about transfer of product and notwithstanding all that, <laughs> as opaque as possible uh, so that it is not easy to see into that space. Uh, acknowledging that there may be some uh, issues to be addressed relative to ventilation of that parking space. Without getting into the minutia of all that, uh, that is the clarification I think that Commissioner Chase was uh, asking for of me. And hopefully that uh, clarification is agreeable to the maker of the motion and the seconder of the motion. Um, my issues. Uh, or additional issues uh, uh, based on the comments that we heard from the community. Uh, there is, it is not permitted to consume, to use the product 
inside or outside of the building. Is that correct, Robert? Yes, there, there's okay. no allowance for consumption on this. Okay, so therefore that one comment about rooftop garden use, uh, that is not allowed uh, currently. And when it is allowed, if it is in the future to be allowed, that would take a modification of this conditional use permit. It would have to go through another approval process. Is that correct? Well, we don't have code for that, but it's certainly that they would require something like that. Yes. Okay. So it will not just be <laughs> the uses there. Um, to um, condition BC 49, the applicant is responsible for reasonably controlling the conduct of persons on the site and shall immediately disperse loiterers. To is that responsibility limited to the site? Uh, if it is on an adjacent property and clearly the person exited the business and is loitering on the next parcel over, what, what are the limits of uh, BC condition BC 49? I don't really know all, all the legal requirements for that. Perhaps um, the uh, city attorney can shed some light on that. Thank you, Commissioner Yee. Which, I'm fussing with buttons here, I apologize. Which condition? BC49, dispersing loiterers. Please condition. Yes, please commission. We've had similar conditions for drinking establishments and various others. And it's always been a bit of a puzzle to me as to physically how, how far does that extend? You know, I'm not sure uh, how far it extends from the curtilage of the business, but generally they, uh, within certainly the immediate area surrounding the business. So they're, it, it, they're, it could extend to the adjacent property. Yes. Okay. So I, I want to make that clear to the applicant that should this project be approved, this is not the strict, the strict is not strictly interpreted as the building property, uh, the building site, as it says. There is adjacent responsibilities to adjacent sites, if I hear that correctly. Yes, Commissioner. And if the concern was about consumption, you know, there are uh, prohibitions in Title IX of the city code about any consumption within a thousand feet of schools and parks and with a hundred feet of any buildings that have public access. Yeah and within 100 feet of any other person, unless they're a primary caregiver. So if, if that's the concern about people. Well, I think that, I, I appreciate that. I think that is a concern, but I think it's just general loitering of people before or after um, having conducted their business uh, on premise. Great, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Yee, Commissioner Buckley. 
Thanks, Chair. Um, I uh, had a similar question as to uh, what Commissioner Yee lifted up with the smoking deck issue. Um, I think that clarification is really helpful. Um, and also, I really appreciate Commissioner Lindsay um, lifting up um, the components of the of the report that are instructive here. Um, I just wanted to voice uh, my support for uh, the motion and staff recommendation. Um, I really appreciate that the uh, applicant did really strong outreach in the community. Um, I think, um, you know, the building appears to be in somewhat of disrepair. And I think this is a good opportunity to bring in a business um, with an applicant um, that has a good potential to take care of it because they're committed to the community. Uh, and finally, I'll just say, you know, the I think this is a great opportunity for us to advance the core agenda. Um, this is this to me seems like the kind of business that the core program was created to advance, and we have a great opportunity here tonight to to move that mission forward. So um, I'll be in support. Thank you, Commissioner Buckley, Vice Chair Wallace. Uh, yeah, thank you, Chair Hernandez. Uh, I just want to commend the applicant for putting together a good project. Um, as a resident uh, over a decade of Midtown and someone who lives within proximity of several dispensaries, um, anecdotally, I can uh, concur with Commissioner Chase that I have not noticed um, any real negative impacts to the community in the neighborhood. Um, I frequent uh, J Street regularly as well and have noted that that building has become an eyesore over the years and I commend um, this effort and I also um, am very glad to see that we are empowering women of color to open a business on J Street and that's all I have. Thank you, Vice Chair Wallace. Commissioner Boyd. Thank you, Chair. I just wanted to make sure that I'm understanding um, Commissioner Yee's request that he's asking to go in as part of the conditioning uh, condition uh, in regards to, put it in a nutshell, policing areas not owned or operated by the applicant. Understand, under, uh, understandable that uh, you know no one's going to be standing out there with a tape measure looking at the uh, property line if someone is you know that close in the vicinity. But just for clarity, so there is no ambiguity, uh, as Attorney Aaron had stated, yes, there, was, there is responsibility that extends beyond the property of mitigating uh, cannabis use or uh, issues that uh, extends beyond the, the property of uh, uh, the business that was uh, visited. So just so we all, or maybe if it's just me, have extreme clarity, just how far is this owner and or any other business owner in the city of Sacramento expected to police any area outside of what they own and are responsible for. If um, whether that's uh, Attorney Heron or uh, Mr. Williams, if you guys could put a very fine point on that, uh, on my question, I'd appreciate it. Thank you, Commissioner Boyd. This is Jeff Heron from your city attorney's office. I can't give you a measuring stick. The way the condition is read and it's traditionally interpreted is they have to reasonably control people on the site and disperse loitering. When they can make connection between 
that particular business and people loitering, they can be asked to disperse those people. But they don't have a general duty to just disperse loiterers that don't have anything to do with that particular business. But I cannot give you a measuring stick beyond that. It's a case-by-case -case basis. Thank you. That, that, that helped clear it, clear it up. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Commissioner Boyd. I don't see any additional hands raised by fellow commissioners and just want to um, echo a lot of the comments that were already ma made by commissioners. Um, we have a motion and a, um, a, a second on the table with a friendly amendment. I also just want to say that um, it sounds like the applicant was already planning on making some modifications to that fence for security and safety reasons. And so um, I have full confidence with staff and the applicant that they will be able to thread that needle um, to be able to meet um, uh, the expectations set forth here in, in with the friendly amendment. Um, and with that, I just want to thank um, the applicant and staff and we'll um, ask that we, uh, the clerk, uh, please call the roll for a vote. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Boyd? Aye. Commissioner Buckley? Aye. Commissioner Chase? Aye. Commissioner Lindsay? Aye. Commissioner Pluckybaum? Aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Vice Chair Wallace? Aye. Chair Hernandez? Aye. Motion passes. Thank you, Stacia, and thank you, Robert and Jeff, for your help. Congratulations, Maisha. Um, so next, we'll move on to item number four. This is oil stop at College Square, P22-006. Commissioners, um, please raise your hand if you would like to make any disclosures or recusals. I see Commissioner Pluckybaum. Met with the uh, applicant's representative consistent with the staff report. Thank you, Commissioner, excuse me, Vice Chair Wallace. I also met with the applicant consistent with the staff report. Thank you, Vice Chair. Commissioner Chase. You're on mute, Commissioner Chase. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, exactly the same thing as uh, Commissioner uh, Vice Chair Wallace. I met with the um, applicant cons consistent with the staff report. Thank you. Commissioner Lindsay. Uh, yes, I had a Zoom meeting with the applicant regarding items contained in the staff. Thank you. Commissioner Boyd. Thank you, Chair. I had uh, received emails from the applicant consistent with the staff report. Thank you. Commissioner Yee. I had a Zoom meeting with the applicant consistent with the staff report. Thank you. Commissioner Young. I had a Zoom meeting with the applicant consistent with the staff report. Thank you. Um, same for me. And so now I'll pass it over to Danny uh, for a staff presentation whenever you're ready. I am just about ready. Let's see. Good evening, Chair and members of the Planning Design Commission. I am Danny Avis and the planner for this item. Uh, it is a request to establish an oil change facility in the general commercial zone and College Square Plan Unit Development south of Kasumas River Boulevard Highway 99 on-ramp in an existing shopping and service center. The request requires Planning and Design Commission approval of a conditional use permit and site plan and design review entitlements. Staff received multiple letters of support for the project uh, from community members looking forward to the provision of jobs, a convenient location and business model, and a partnership with the Kasumas River College uh, Automotive Mechanics Technology Program. The project will also implement several suggestions from the Air Quality District 
including the use of cool pavement, building electrification, and future pedestrian connections. Staff finds the proposal would not impede access to the CRC light rail station and supports that it would provide uh, new jobs and uh, local service within an existing center uh, and recommends the commission approve the project subject to the recommended conditions within attachment three of the staff report. Uh, staff received one additional letter late today in support of the project, and we believe all commissioners received it as well. There was not time to upload it to the website, but we wanted to mention it was received and uh, would be made part of the record. Uh, Ryan Hooper of the applicant team would also like to make a presentation. Afterward, both staff and the applicant would be available to answer any questions. And that concludes staff's presentation. Thank you, Danny. Um, Ryan, whenever you're ready. Good evening, Chair Hernandez and members of the Planning Commission. Appreciate your time this evening. Ryan Hooper with Thatch and Hooper representing Oil Stop um, with me. Um, our project team tonight, Scott Hempy with Oil Stop as well as Bill Mason, our architect, and Tiffany Wilson with RSC Engineering. So that's the team. I think that we can answer adequately any questions you may have. I won't repeat everything Danny just said. He did a great job. Staff has been great to work with. We're really excited to be here tonight for what we think is a, a really great project for the reasons that we've discussed in terms of you know quality jobs, uh, new amenities and services for the community. The community seems um, to be very much supportive of the project from the correspondence that I see has been received. Um, and we have engaged in community outreach um, early on in the process and um, have had a very positive response. Um, in addition, as was mentioned, we plan on working with the uh, Kasumnas River um, College um, program to train and provide internship opportunities with the students there. So very excited about that. Um, have similar programs in the Bay Area um, where Oil Stop has facilities working with De Anza College um, on a similar type program. So we're excited to, to bring that opportunity um, to Sacramento. Um, in addition to that, I would just say that we are in full accord with the conditions of approval. We urge your support for this project and we're here to answer any questions you may have. Thank you very much, Ryan. That brings us to commissioner questions. Um, commissioners, please raise your hand if you have any questions for staff or the applicant. Commissioner Lindsay. Thank you, Chair Hernandez. Um, I have a quick question. So um, in the conditional use permit, uh, we're defined for a deviation to the trash enclosure development standards for a slatted rather than a solid gate design. And so in the findings on page 23, get there, um, police uh, condition, all dumpsters shall be kept locked or in locked enclosures. Gating for dumpster enclosures shall be slatted to allow visual surveillance of the interior. Is that just for this particular project or is that their requirement for all dumpster enclosures? That's a great question, Commissioner Lindsay. That was a design that was um, made in response to um, comments from the police department. Um, and so we um, agreed to this deviation. Right, so then my question for staff is, um, is this, a, is this a new requirement from the police department? Will, will this become the standard? This is the standard, uh, and this is the expected standard going forward. Um, 
yeah, it, it's it's been common a common condition for projects uh, going back um, for a bit of time now. And yes, it, from from what I understand, I don't want to speak for for um, Sergeant Young, but uh, he's been including it in uh, all of his conditions uh, that I've seen on different projects. And um, yeah, I just we, don't remember rec seeing, recall seeing it in, included in the uh, conditional use permit of finding. So anyway, I, I just was curious. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, and, I, and I can say that uh, staff is looking at uh, potentially making an amendment to the code or cha changing the code to, to address it so it's no longer considered a deviation. It would take some time to, to accomplish that, but uh, mm -hmm. that is the case, yeah. Okay, thank you. That's all. Thank you for your question. Uh, we have Commissioner Boyd. Thank you, Chair. Um, so staff, I do have a question. In regards to the ingress and egress to the uh, uh, proposed site, that will come through the existing uh, Foodsco Center parking area, correct? There, uh, or is there a proposed egress and ingress coming off of, I don't know what that site speed is because I can't see your uh, Connecting to the uh, is that West Stockton Boulevard that loops around? Yeah, well, there's, there's... I'm sorry. I was going to say just answer the first part of the question. I guess then that will answer my second part. Sure. Um, so there's an access road coming off of West Stockton Boulevard, uh, and let's see. I'm just okay. Yeah. So there, there's an access road coming uh, off of West Stockton Boulevard. Um, where you can uh, access the site, or uh, you can also access access it, like you were saying, through the existing uh, parking lot circulation um, through the existing shopping center. So e either way. Thank you. I couldn't quite remember how that street, uh, the curvature went there, but that, that's the only question I had. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Boyd. Um, I had a question for staff or the applicant. I think um, the applicant made some remarks with it um, towards this this question, and it was regarding um, what the staff report said in terms of a potential partnership with the Contemnitz River College Automotive Technology Program. And so it sounds like that's more of a of a training um, type of program with the college. Is that right? Yes, it is. It's a it's a program again. Uh, partnered, have an existing partnership with De Anza. And the idea being that some of the technicians from the oil stop can go to the college and, and train and teach and, you know, provide information about different opportunities in that field. And that, that the oil stop would also provide um, job fair opportunities as well as internships for um, students that were interested. Great. Thank you for that. That was my my only question. Um, I don't see any other commissioner hands raised. Um, so let's see here. We will um, go on to the public comment period. Um, so for members of the public who wish to make comments, now would be the time to raise your hand. Uh, Madam Clerk, uh, are there any members who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. We do have one hand raised. Um, our speaker is last four digits, phone number 5150. 
Speaker with the phone number lost four digits 5150. It's your turn to speak. Uh, thank you. Uh, this is Juan McKnight. Uh, my address is 6941 Cranley Avenue, uh, and I am in full support of this project. Um, actually, I've been involved with it uh, for some time now looking at it, and what it does is it's actually going <laughs> to enhance the community, uh, what we already have growth in this area, and I'm definitely full support of uh, the opportunities for the young people to be able to actually go to work and, and have an opportunity to start their careers right here and every young person that uh, or elder person whatever it may be to be able to participate and actually get a job there are actually the people who are actually live in this area so uh i i am definitely in full support also i want to recognize the board and thank you for this opportunity to let you speak uh and also i am the uh former president of the labor's union which as a member of the union, we are definitely in support of new progress and new growth in this area. And once again, it, it, it's just a wonderful opportunity for this neighborhood, uh, for this area. Uh, we don't have to cross over uh, I-5 or 99. It's right here in our area. And once again, it, it would do only one thing, and it's hard, it's crazy to say that uh, an oil stop would actually help beautify the neighborhood, but it actually does. It sits right in uh, in front of the apartment complex where you don't get the people dumping oil all over the place. They can just drive right across the street. Uh, also myself, uh, not dumping oil everywhere, but <laughs> actually being able to take my vehicle to a close proximity uh, 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 and get the job done. Once again, I just want to thank you for your time, uh, for hearing me. Uh, once again, my name is Juan McKnight, and I am in this community. Thank you. Thank you for your comments. Chair, we have no additional speakers with their hands raised. Thank you, and thank you for the speaker for calling in. Uh, we'll now uh, close the public comment period and move on to commissioner comments and motions. Um, commissioners, uh, does anyone wish to speak on this item? Commissioner Lindsay? Uh, yes, I'd like to move a uh, staff recommendation. Thank you. We have a motion to approve staff recommendation by Commissioner Lindsay, and we have Commissioner Chase. I will second Commissioner Lindsay's motion. Thank you, Commissioner Chase. We have a motion and a second. I see no hands raised at this time, so we will uh, move on to the roll for a vote. Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Boyd? Aye. Commissioner Buckley? Aye. Commissioner Chase? Aye. Commissioner Lindsay? Aye. Commissioner Pluckybaum? Aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Commissioner Young? Aye. Vice Chair Wallace? Aye. Chair Hernandez? Aye. Motion passes. Thank you very much. Great, thank you very much. Um, thank you, Danny. Congratulations, Ryan. Um, so that concludes the public hearing items. Next item on uh, the agenda is commissioner comments, ideas, questions. Commissioners, um, uh, please raise your hand if you would like to make any comments. I see Commissioner Boyd. Thank you, Chair. Uh, two questions to staff. One is um, I'm trying to find the 
this is the, um, it's like my brain just shut down there. The planning conference that's going on, I do believe here in September, or is that October? If you could give me that date again that we have all been invited to attend, that would be outstanding. And uh, second is now that uh, commission of, city commissions and boards cannot, or it's prohibited to having a ad hoc committee as of, um, that will start as of, um, I don't know if it's immediately, but as it was stated in the city council meeting, those ad hoc committees that are in progress have until the end of the year 2022 to conclude. So with that, are we going to continue with the ad hoc of the uh, parking revision ad hoc and uh, make this happen as quickly as we can so we can do it in an abrupt manner, but still conclude the work that we had sought to do from the inception back in April? Those are my two questions. Good evening, Chair Hernandez, members of the commission, Commissioner Boyd. Um, so first question, the APA, California APA conference is, uh, the dates are October 1st through the 4th. Um, and as far as the ad hoc committee, it definitely um, poses a challenge with how we work with that. We are still working on the RFP. Um, talking to Matt Hurdle today, we're looking at releasing the RFP in mid-October. I believe you... Commissioner Boyer on the selection committee for the consultant selection, but the consultant will not be on board likely until January with the holidays and the like. So, um, I mean, we, my understanding is that these, these ad hoc committees um, and, the, and the clerk's office will be doing some outreach to all the various boards and commissions need to cease in their existence um, by the end of the year. So I can talk to Matt about having one additional ad hoc committee meeting um, to get any further input from those interested commissioners. But um, moving ahead with the project itself is still going to take consultant assistance. So um, we've been delayed with reduced staff capacity and priorities set by the city council and more intense conversations on the climate action plan. And well, I'll get into it. Um, in, two weeks when I go over the planning and, and zoning work program. But um, that is the, the status at the moment with the pardon code update. Thank you, Director Sandlin. That's all I have, Chair. Thank you for the question, Commissioner Boyd. Seeing no hands raised, um, we will move on to the last item, which is public comments. Matters not on the agenda, Madam Clerk. Are there any members of the public who wish to speak on this item? Thank you, Chair. We currently have no hands raised. Thank you very much for that. Well, that concludes today's business. Commissioners, staff, and the public, if you'll please indulge me, I would like to make an adjournment in memory um, of Queen Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windsor II. Um, today, she passed away at the age of 96. Um, Queen Elizabeth really embodied uh, the meaning of public service, um, having dedicated 70 years of her life to the people of the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth. Um, our condolences, we would like to extend them to her family and all the people around the world who are mourning her death and hope that we celebrate her legacy for years to come. So with that, thank you everybody for your participation. Um, this meeting, oh, this meeting is adjourned. Good night.
Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank you.